0: 18 plus.
1: I'm actually surprised MGK and Megan Fox lasted as long as they did. I feel, are they already back together? I think they're already back together. But I bet you, I bet I'm going to place my bet now. This is not a pop culture podcast. I just, it's all over my newsfeed, my For You page. I wonder why. That they will get back together, break up, get back together, and then fizzle out, and she will find another sad boy to suck the soul out of. She is super hot though. I mean, super hot. I would pick her over and over and over and she is, I want whatever she's on, whatever she's doing, whatever she's drinking, whatever she's eating. She's like witchy and magical. And I want her to put a spell on me. Okay. Happy Monday. Hi, I'm Jordan, the host of the horny housewife podcast, talking all things sex. The real shit about sex, the real deal of what's going on, the reality of what it looks like in a long-term relationship, and how the hell can we make it exciting? How can you be a better lover? How can you be more intentional in your marriage. Maybe sex is something that you're not like super bummed about in your relationship. And you're like, I just would like some more insight in my spouse. Maybe you just like shooting the shit and hearing everyone else's problems. Because y'all's listener questions are just top tier in my opinion. I love it. And it's like about time that we had this space where we can just tell the fucking truth. Because hashtag normalize marriage taking some fucking work. If you live under the same roof with someone, and I know everybody has different factors. Like some people, ladies, you're married to husbands who travel for work often or enough to where you're like, you know, when we're together, we really treasure and cherish that time. There are some couples that are like ships in the night. She works one shift. He works the other shift. They have to be like so intentional about the time when they can be together. Like we want to rest and sleep and do other shit and have hobbies. But then we also want to prioritize our marriage and fucking get off and have sex and be able to connect. And then there are other couples who, and especially coming off of fucking covid I almost said pandemic, but I'm like, I'm just, can we, what the fuck? Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Coming off of that, when a lot of people can relate that they were at home or they were at home for an extended period of time, because whether their job kept them in or their kid's school was shut down, whatever it was, circumstances were very different for almost every single person. And there are couples today who are still like, it never changed. And my husband is, my wife works remotely now because a lot of people went remote. And there are couples that just the husband or the wife go to work and then they're home by dinner every day and they spend every night together. And it's the norm to see each other every single day. And whichever lifestyle it is, whichever routine you're in the swing of, it can still become predictable, and you can still go through feeling disconnected and seasons of higher stress, transitions, what ages your kids are. If you're out there and you have littles and you feel like you're struggling and you have kids under the age of five, have grace on yourself, on your marriage, choose each other, be intentional, but like this, it's a season and you will come out each year and will be different. And there will be challenges that are harder in other areas. And then they got easier in other areas. Trudge on mommies and daddies. <laughs> and I'm not going to pick which couple I think has it harder, right? Because I've only experienced what I've experienced. I can see why it'd be really hard if your husband or wife, like, say was a flight attendant or a pilot, and they're gone, you don't know when they're going to go, and things could get changed, schedules change. that could feel so unpredictable, and you could feel disconnected, or like they're with their coworkers all the time. I could see the insecurities and how that could be hard. I could also see... The couples that have to see each other all the time, how you could get just fucking sick of each other or you, you're you more frustrated with one another in each other's way. You feel like it's a teammate, a roommate, a co-parent, and you're like, this doesn't feel sexy or intimate. And it's like, we're together all the fucking time. And then now we're going to go rip each other's clothes off when I don't think either of us feel like ripping each other's clothes off. I relate to more with the latter than the traveling husband. My husband is here. And sometimes, like, lately, I have just felt, like, in my head about how boring I probably am, about how, like, it doesn't even matter what you're getting. If that's what you're always getting, I wonder if it's boring. And I really get in my head and I will feel so inadequate or so just, like, how could I ever be enough for someone and ugh, like, what an ugly, <laughs> what an ugly internal dialogue, what low self-worth, how low vibey. And I think instead of getting all down on myself and all pouty, I know that I could be more intentional and be more secure. Like ask myself, what would a secure Jordan do? What would I be doing if I was the most confident, secure version of myself and loved myself fully? I probably would stop acting in fear. I would I would loosen my grip, and my grip was all based around fear and being insecure. I would trust the other person because if the person's never given you a reason not to trust them, don't do that to yourself. I guilty. I done it to myself when I don't need to. Women, men, we can all get in our heads sometimes. It doesn't serve anyone not your health, not your relationship, nothing. And once you start getting in the habit of practicing what the secure version of yourself would do, I think that's you embodying it and you becoming and growing into it. Give that a try if you haven't. You can apply that to so many areas in your life, what the secure or the best version of yourself. You could take that into your fucking job, anything. But yeah, sometimes I go through things in my own experience and I have to look and go, okay, what is the advice that I would give a woman or a man coming up to me in a relationship asking me like, what should they do if they felt like this? And I swear sometimes I like check myself by being like, that's what I have to do, but that feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's easier said than done, right? But I give y'all mad props sometimes I get feedback and you're like, yeah, we did this and we had this really hard conversation and shit, it all panned out and it didn't happen right away. and that's the thing for me is like I want, Everything to be fixed immediately. Like, I want it, everything to just go away and we can shroop and like make it right and our hearts are bright pink red again and everything's happy. And sometimes you have to be patient. I don't even think I like the word patient. I don't think patience is necessary in a lot of things, (laughs) but sometimes there are things that are out of your control and to the codependent people out there, sometimes taking a step back and remembering your worth and standing in your own power and giving space. You don't want to suffocate your spouse. You don't, what's not sexy, it's not hot. And I think sometimes us needy chatty women, and I am many other things. I am funny and I am sexy and I am nurturing and I'm smart, but I can be a little And when I go on an autopilot for a while, I'm like, oh, you know, I should check myself because this can wear on a person. So check ourselves, see where maybe we have gotten an autopilot and see how it affects other people and then go, "Mm, okay, I'm going to reel this in and I'm going to let my spouse know I see them. Gosh, it'll go so far for you. If you related to that, awesome. If you didn't, okay, let's moving on. I posted a picture on my Instagram of a lovely letter, a McDonald's bag to be specific, a piece, a piece of the bag. And with like black marker expo, I don't know, the words in all caps without any punctuation. Y-O-U-R-E space s c u m your scum and ps i was driving around half the day <laughs> with this like folded up underneath my windshield wipers now i'm going to just take a wild guess and assume that it was my neighbor's son who works at wait for it mcdonald's which how how I manage to irritate someone just with no, no provoking, haven't acknowledged these people's existence in over a year. And if you are out there sitting and you go, I have a temper, I do, I'm going to raise my hand right now. I think that I lose my cool more than keep my cool when I'm really ticked off in a situation. But I will tell you there's a little like satisfaction that comes from being unbothered. I feel like if something gets in the way of my my family, my peace, my day-to-day, my money, my love, my family, my health, that is all sacred and you protect that. But the other shit, you just got to shake it off, especially when I have a podcast and I'm talking about vaginas and penises. There's always going to be the people out there that I make feel uncomfortable, that it stirs something up, it triggers them, they don't like it, and they don't have to listen to it. That's the cool thing. There's like 2.3 million podcasts. You can go find another one. They won't be as good as this one, but you can find another one. I will never understand people that go out of their way to make a your scum sign or to go and leave a bad review saying they just couldn't stand this episode, this episode, and this episode. How did you make it to the third episode you just talked shit about? How'd you make it there if you didn't like the first two? I will never understand. I will always believe that haters are secret fans. They don't even know they're fans, but they are. I know when I'm hate loving someone, when it's a hate follow, you're like, and then I end up loving them. Sometimes I'll even pause and step back and go, what is it about this that triggers me? Where in me is not okay where something so silly would make me feel some type of way? That's how you'll grow people. That can your relationships when you're talking to your significant other. If something little just pokes you like a toothpick right in the taint, see where that comes from if you think that there will not be t-shirts with the words your scum across my perfectly sized tits you are wrong and I will take much satisfaction when I'm rocking it and waving at my neighbor with his piece of shit car speeding down the street with a peace sign and that's on monetizing hatred hashtag lemons into lemonade <laughs>
0: that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make
0: him an offer he can't refuse. With family
1: Now is your favorite part of the show where I answer your juicy, delicious, relatable, sometimes horrifyingly sad listener questions, but I'm here to make you glad. Question number one, let's do it. Hi, Jordan. My wife and I have been married for 15 years and together for 20 We went to different high schools about 15 miles apart. When she was in high school, she was known for giving a lot of head. The past couple of years, I have been obsessed with this and want her to tell me stories about her high school days of giving head while she's giving me head. She doesn't mind sometimes, but sometimes she refuses. Is this a common thing? Or am I obsessing over it? I have tried to get it out of my mind, but I can't seem to forget about it. Okay, cool. I loved this question because I feel like not only could people maybe relate and then they don't even know how to go about asking this question or sharing this thought. They feel like it's very niche when, I mean, mean it's in the category of sex and I guess what you're into. And I think this is kind of like a what you're into. So I think let's do a little digging deeper and see what you can find out about yourself. Not only are we going to answer your question, but maybe you can walk away and be like, "Huh, maybe there's some other genres or maybe there's a broader term for me being into this thought. Like it's not just specific my wife in high school giving head to another guy. Maybe it's you just like thinking of your wife as like your personal little porn star and you enjoying, you enjoy seeing her perform sexual acts. And there's obviously something that arouses you and you don't care that it's not you the one receiving the pleasure. That's not weird. I think there's plenty of people who they feel the same way as you. Obviously there's going to be people who Go, I do not relate at all. It doesn't matter. We're just talking about you. So remember that while you can waste time thinking, is this normal or not? Uh, what does it even matter? You're into it. So it's either, are you going to explore this avenue or not? And I think this is where a lot of people feel like shame or they're like, this. it cripples them, the fear of what their significant other might think. And I think, you know, Maybe not put all your cards out on the table at once. Don't sit down and be like, I want to be pegged with you wearing a strap on. Maybe you can ease into whatever your thing is. So obviously you said you've shared with her that you like this. And then you say, sometimes she's all down for it. And sometimes she's not. And that's not weird at all. That just means your wife wants to connect with you in different ways. And I, you shouldn't blame her. I think because it's like an untapped kink that you're new and excited about, you're excited because it's new and it really arouses you. So you could share this with your wife If you think that that's something that gets your rocks off And if you make sure you are meeting her needs, meaning do you know what she likes in the bedroom? Does she want a romance night? Is she wanting to make love? Is she wanting to get fucked? And sometimes when she's in that horny, wild, spunky, I want to fuck mood, the talking dirty and incorporating her past experiences and talking about them or even talking dirty about another person fucking her, however it could go. See how she responds. See if she takes the lead. Maybe you could tell a dirty little story and you'll know whether she's into it for you and being down or if she's like horny and into it and this is hot and heavy too. And then some of the times that's not what she wants. If she's really into it at times, and then other times she's just like lay off of it, that doesn't mean she's not into it. It just means, like I said earlier, maybe it hurts her feelings if it's every time. Maybe she's like, I would think, oh, is that what you need to get off? You know what I mean? Keep the variety there. Don't just go straight to the same thing. That's a personality type for sure. I can relate. I'm a person who likes to binge on something that I'm like, I love that. I'll wear it out. Whether it's food, an outfit, anything. Doesn't have to be sex. So keep her needs in mind and her perspective in mind. And then ladies, if you're listening to anyone, this could be just good advice. When your husband shares something with you, make sure you're not like a super bitch or you're not super insecure. I know that can be hard sometimes. I'm not saying that you need to smile and nod either. I think you could just like absorb it, process it, like poker face it. If you're like me and poker faces like doesn't exist and you're going to show it on your face, then so be it. But don't lash out. At least sit with it for a little And then you could come up with your response if it's something that takes you aback. Or maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just want to sit with it so you can mull it over. But if you feel like it's going to be emotional or you don't like it and you're going to get angry or you're icked, I would wait and sit with it and figure out how you're going to talk about it. And why I say that is because you don't want to like freak the fuck out because the man is going to remember the next time when he feels like he wants to communicate anything, something and be like, "Oh, well like when I do that, it usually ends bad." If it's always ends bad when you're going to have a conversation about stuff that is not always the easiest to talk about, they're just going to stop going to you. That goes guys and girls, women, husbands. If your woman feels like every time she goes to talk to you about something serious, you're on the defense or you stonewall her or you write her off or you gaslight her, she is not going to be sweet and kind and open and receptive forever. It's just going to make a mess. You are going to breed a no bueno Environment. So things to think about. Circling back to the question, how did I get there? Circling back to the question, you don't have to try to force it out of your mind. I think that's going to make you want to think about it more. Maybe a little awkward conversation, but pick your timing. Like pick your timing. Have some sex rounds have some moments of intimacy. They don't have to be just sex moments of intimacy where it really is about her. And she feels prioritized and pleasured. And you're thinking of the things that make her melt in the bedroom. And then I think you'll have a much better chance. I don't know if that sounds manipulative, but I'm just saying, but there's no harm in buttering her up to bring up this topic Was that mildly toxic advice? Possibly, possibly, but I do think it might be effective. Let's move on to question number two from a wife. Why does sex in my dreams feel so much better than real life? Sad face. Does that just go to show it's more of a mind game? I've been with my husband for almost 10 years, and sex has been eh. I'm pregnant with our first. I have a teenager from another relationship, had him really young. I noticed my husband is starting to have a hard time keeping his erection. And right now, sex sucks. I thought I'd be this horny dog being pregnant, but it's the complete opposite. It's uncomfortable and awkward. How do I address it? Do I even? I don't want to mention it and give him performance anxiety because at this point, I'm only having sex for him. Or just go with the this too shall pass. I won't be pregnant forever. Hmm. Okay, good question because I, I do think there's a wrong way to go about it. And I do think that not saying anything and just kind of sweeping it under the rug and that this too shall pass is meh. Because this too shall pass, yes, but like acknowledge that together as a couple. Like go and have this conversation. Say, hey, you know what? Honestly, I don't feel really fucking sexy right now. I I would kind of just tell them in your own way. For me, that would be being brutally honest. And maybe that's not for everyone, but give a little. Give what you can. Be vulnerable. Because not doing anything, I think, can cause resentment. It can make people feel neglected. It could be just like sweeping it under the rug, letting it fester. And I hate saying this. I really do hate saying this. But sometimes I do feel bad for guys when they say their wife is pregnant and they just kind of shut down close for shop and they're kind of just in their heads. And that I know guy, there are guys that step out on their wives pregnant, like may they all burn in hell and that's not okay. But I do think you should tell your partner in crime who you have chosen to raise a human being with that you aren't feeling it and that this isn't forever, and this too shall pass. It allows him to now understand, you've communicated. He, If he was in his head, now... He won't be. Let's hope not. Or now he's got an answer. Now you've talked about it. Maybe it'll lead into a conversation because everyone has needs and maybe you don't feel this strong need for it, but your body is doing things it's never done before. You're building another body and giving it life and you're like running two lives. You're making one and then you have yours and he's just still your husband. And I know that he's processing all the changes and the new things that are about to happen, but his drive may be the same as it was before you got pregnant. And then there, if he's just sitting and masturbating on a daily basis, poor Brad, okay? So just tell Brad to hold on that it's only nine months and you want to have a good sex life. I would think you'd want that. And if you don't feel like it, well, then guess what? If you're on the up and up with one another, then you can find a path to get there. Whether it's, you know, outsourcing help, the doctor, hormones, therapy, whatever you need to get back on the track of feeling like yourself, which means prioritizing your mental health and self-care, et cetera. And I know you're like, wait a second, having a baby. So I'm not gonna have a baby and then be like horny. And guess what? You're probably gonna feel tired and overworked. And this is also new. Lots of women deal with postpartum depression, but if you're not having any conversations with your husband, I feel like it can be even more isolating. And the person that loves you so, 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 so much, your husband, if he knows he can Be what you need. He can be a better person for this situation so that y'all can come out of it together and be stronger and then have a more rewarding relationship. You feel closer, y'all experience that together. And I don't know. I hate bashing on parents. I know I can feel so doomy. Like the guy in that could feel like, dude, I feel like I'm never going to get my nut forever. She feels like, dude, I'm about to have a baby. My whole life is going to change. My body's already changing. It'll never be the same. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. All the thoughts, all the things. This is definitely a time to have grace on yourself. I swear I said this earlier in the episode, but the little kids thing, I mean, they say, they're only little ones. And I always would be like, shut the fuck up. Like I'm so excited for my kid to go to school. I'm so excited to finally have more time for myself. And then I look at pictures and I'll see pictures on my phone of my child when he was like three years ago, really tiny toddler. And I'm like, where the fuck did the time go? Like it's like seeing, oh my gosh, there's a new person in front of me. It sounds so cliche, sound corny, stupid, silly, but it's true and it rocks your fucking world and have your teammate, be your teammate. It can be so hard on your relationship, so fucking hard and I don't want to push moms. I feel like I'm going to get so much hate for even saying this, but like, Because I make the guys realize that the woman has needs. We're telling the man that he needs to compromise and that put his needs in the backseat because she is bringing life into the fucking world and then coming out and she doesn't feel like it and her body's like this and he's going to ride by her and we expect him to. But I also hold the same for the woman as like, don't forget about your man and even your hand, five minutes with your hand, your mouth any sort of affection, I would hope that you would still want to keep that closeness for the long haul, like just making a decision. And I want to tread lightly there because I know, especially with postpartum depression, it can just be so debilitating for some. And that is why there is outside help. No one should have to go through that alone. Don't keep that shit inside. Secrets keep you sick. And to this listener question, we can't forget about the question, but this was, we were shooting the shit today. We're just tearing these questions apart. The sex won't suck forever if you both talk about it and make decisions surrounding it. As unsexy as that sounds, it's your only way to the path. Does it mean you have the conversation and then boom, the light switches and you're like, you're having hot sex now and that just added sexual tension to the room? No, it doesn't mean that. But with a little intention, a little sprinkle of like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's planning these date nights. And then you get out and you start getting dressed up and putting makeup on. And that song you like is on at the bar and y'all are ordering drinks and now you're laughing and you're ordering food. And there's not a kid cock blocking you and pulling your hair and about to throw up on you saying, mom, mom, mom. And he, dad is in his phone watching the baseball game. This is finally you and him time. And you feel like, ah, us dating again. Get a couple of those in your system. Just, maybe it's not that. Maybe you need to go to fucking therapy. Maybe it's dark. I don't know, but do something different. Because if you keep doing it the same way, probably nothing will get better. And then the sex will keep sucking. And then you won't be able to go, well, oh, it wasn't because I was pregnant. It's now because you're not talking about anything. So I vote, I vote you tell them how you feel don't bash on him. Try not to make him feel like inadequate, but maybe just tell him like, you feel awkward. Do you feel uncomfortable? You don't feel sexy. Make it about how you feel and share how that kind of gets in the way and throw in a couple compliments because men have egos. So just trust me.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: Question number three, I feel like my sex life with my wife has gone down the drain. I've had conversations with her about how we only have sex when she wants to and how she turns me down every time I ask. She'll often send a sext during the day and then ask for a rain check that night. Tragedy. For Valentine's Day, I took your advice and I bought the Let's Get Deep game along with the sex toy and her favorite treats. She still wouldn't have sex with me. Ouch. She tried to initiate, days later, guilt. And I said no because she had shot me down for two days in a row and I was tired of the same thing continuing to happen. I don't know what to do. Please help. Okay, my first thought was, hey, you can't play that game. Like the whole... I initiated, she shot me down, so when she came back around, I was like, I'll shoot you down. You're game playing, and nobody wins. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and there usually isn't any prizes. You technically chose Pamela Henderson over the pussy because of pride, and, you know, pride and ego get in the way, and I know it hurt your manhood just shooting you straight, but if you really want that closeness and that connection... I think you can't rewind, but in that circumstance, I think your best timing and delivery of this conversation could be when she does initiate, you have sex, match the vibe there, and then maybe pillow talk post-nut, her climax, is a great time to have the conversation. I know with men, I hear both things. I hear the post-nut clarity, with the woman they love. It's great pillow talk. And then some guys are like, that's kind of the last thing I want to do. So I don't know. But I think for her, for Scherzi's knock it out of the park, safe bet is bring this up after sex, after you've both gotten off, who cares who fucking initiated, and just share with her how it makes you feel. And that is going to require you to kind of put down your pride, set it down. No one, and definitely not her, thinks you're less of a man for sharing how you feel. I know it can be uncomfortable. I know it doesn't come naturally for a lot of people for whatever reason. But I promise you, you will get better and better This does not mean you're a bitch. God, I cannot stand when a guy thinks that sharing his feelings or being like sweet and tender is being a bitch boy. I can't stand it. I fucking can't stand it. And so many of you guys think that shit. It's not true. You will get so much further if you occasionally just remember like she's not going and writing a blog about you saying, my husband told me like, you're fine. You're speaking her language is what you're doing. You can be all high and tight and stoic right after. This will take like 10 fucking minutes. And it's so worth it. It can really improve your sex life. It can improve so many areas of your life. And let me not make light or take advantage of what the listener shared. He got the game, this game that you go deeper with. He got her a sex toy. He got her the things, her favorite things. And she was like, me and i i would love to know more i think having that conversation of like hey valentine's day i was so excited to have these moments with you and connect and hopefully be intimate and i hope you know it's not just like this physical release to me it's connecting and making love to my wife who i find so fucking hot and i can't get enough of you and that's how i feel love i hope you know how she feels love her love languages and use that to explain how you feel love. I do wonder if her two day later initiation was like a little guilt. Like, oh, it was Valentine's Day. I feel like, you know, all my girlfriends were telling me how they got lingerie and were sexy for their man. And I just was a dud. Maybe she came back around. It seems like y'all have some talking to do that. There could be some unspoken going on. Is she having the type of sex she wants with you? Is it not good for her? Things to find out. Why is she not really down for it? Is it outside factors? What is her life like? Does she work? Does she have kids? Does she do both? Is she depressed? Is she anxious? We aren't just robots that poop, pee, fucking sleep. Sometimes I wish, sometimes I wish, but we're not. So conversation. If I were you and I was like, this is what I would do to try to get us back on track. Or if I was sitting right in front of you, this is what I would say. This is what you're going to fucking do. You're going to have a sit-down conversation with your wife and you're going to tell her the kind of marriage you want and what that looks like and that she deserves pleasure and happiness and someone who she wants to come home to and you want to do what it takes to have an above mediocre relationship. Show her that you give a fuck. Start dating your wife again and show her that. Don't be all talk because I was going to turn her fucking off and her vagina is going to dry up like the Sahara. So be about it. And I hope she's a willing gal. I hope she is DTF. I hope she's not a POS. I don't know all the things, but from what she gave me, I think that you could get a lot of clarity out of just finding out what's going on at the root, where the disconnect is coming from, where the missing link, where does she feel not satisfied. If we can fix that, I think it could all come together really nicely, and you could get a hot sex life back because you mentioned it went down the drain. So at one point, it wasn't, and I think it takes a lot of like little... To get there. I don't think it was just one flush. So find out what backed the toilet up. Okay. Weird toilet analogy. Last question. And this question is different, a different type of question. And it's more a little personal, or I guess I should say a little more opinionated, a little woo woo, but definitely applies to relationships. If it's not your jam, then you know uh it's just one listener question Okay. Last but not least, here we go. Hi there. I recently found your podcast and I'm eating them all up and learning so, so much. I love it. Thank you for your work. It's amazing. Anyhow, I wanted to ask you not necessarily a sexual question, but an energy and vibration question. I've heard you mention often about being low or high vibration and manifesting things, etc. I want to understand more about this and start manifesting things in my life. Could you tell me where you started your research or journey and Any books, podcasts, or info in general would be so appreciated. Okay. I 100%, I'm going to DM you like the specific recommendations if I mention a book or whatever. But I guess, you know, throughout my spiritual journey, I'm not going to have this listener question be like my story because it would take a lot of time. But essentially, I mean, I grew up in a religious household for sure. And now I would identify as. Not religious whatsoever. Uh, I definitely believe in a higher power. I do believe in God. I'm not. This is not this kind of podcast. But I will say what I believe as far as manifestation goes, and this is in every single thing. In hell, yes, does this apply to your marriage? And this is why I'm mentioning the Bible. I guess if if someone's a Christian, in the Bible, it would be you reap what you sow. If you're not religious, I. Karma, I guess, what comes around goes around. And your words are very powerful, as well as your internal dialogue. Our minds are such powerful, powerful things. And I think, no, I know, I know that most people do not know how powerful they actually are as an individual. The narratives that we make and play out for ourselves the power of perspective and self-awareness is just unmatched. And if you really do want me to have conversations about this ever, I totally wouldn't mind. But again, not very on brand. But as far as in your marriage goes, what you're constantly thinking about your significant other, you will see become your reality if it isn't already. And if you're like, well, yeah, it's my reality because I'm seeing it and it's the and it's these negative, this negative loop you've got going, you're going to see it become worse and worse and worse. I'm not saying be in denial and look the other way. Like they're abusing you and you're like, I'm going to think of just the good things. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying everybody is things that we can work on or our pain points or life throws curves, curve balls at us and we're dealing with this loss or this transition or whatever it may be, okay? Life's a trip. It does not stay fucking stagnant. And the lens in which you choose to perceive it, I mean, really makes it or breaks it and makes it what it is. So you can either look at life and be positive and it can be rosy. I mean, I'm the person who goes for like delusional. Like I'm going to be grandiose about it. I'm going to believe that suffering is completely optional in this circumstance. Like I'm okay with living in la la land, because it's kind of like that shoot for the moon, end up in the stars. If that's too far out for you, I definitely, all the things you say, the people you look up to, those people that are doing it bigger and better, they will tell you that they first had to embody what they wanted to be and take that action to be the person that they wanted to be. The fake it till you make it. They do the big boss things and they become the big boss. Are y'all vibing? Are y'all picking this shit up? You want a relationship that looks a certain way, what do couples in those relationships do to have that relationship? You want to be this type of man, this type of leader, this type of husband? What does he do? When does he wake up? What does he do when he gets home? How does he treat his wife? What does he do with his kids? You want to be this type of woman? What does she do? How does she take care of her body? Does she love herself a lot? What does she look like? all really, really good questions to ask yourself and to get you motivated, to vibe high. Like those thoughts that gain momentum, that inspire and encourage, you know, when you feel high vibe and you love that, when you feel low vibe, low vibe doesn't feel good. Shame doesn't feel good. Grief, sadness, hopelessness, that's low on the spectrum. High is contentment, is peace, is joy, is love. And when you come from a place of love, that is always going to be your highest vibe there. And sometimes we act low vibe in autopilot. It's just old behavior, old patterns. And we have to recognize, we have to see where we feel destructive or what feels yucky. Oh, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to keep feeling like this. How do I get the choo-choo train going in the other direction? You're capable of doing that. You can turn the train whichever fucking way. If everybody knew what I was saying and was vibing it and like really knew what I was saying, dude, everybody would live that way. A book I'm thinking of off the top of my head, four couples written by a couple is called The Inner Work. It's not just four couples. I read it just for me, but a couple wrote it. So you could definitely read it as a couple. And that's all I need to say, the inner work. Just look that up. It's the yogi couple wrote it. So find them, Google what I just said, and shit's deep, shit's deep. It is it is doing the work. But if you want to do it, there it is. Ah! If there are any couples listening, I have some, some challenges, some dares to give you From me, I don't know if you're going to take it seriously, but fucking take it seriously. I want you to think, because I know there are couples that listen to this podcast. I do. I know there are couples that talk about it. Y'all talk to me and tell me about it. I want you to come together with little pencil and paper. Each of you get a notepad. And I want y'all to create sexual homework for one another. Basically, this game, game, air quotes that I'm gifting you is pass basically to avoid any uncomfortable conversation. And it's a way to plug in maybe what you would love your significant other to do a little more research on. Because sometimes we don't know how to explain something or sometimes we need help and it's uncomfortable to be like, come to the computer. And you're like, they're going to watch me type in the Google bar something about my anal cavity. So here I'm giving you a chance to jot down Maybe some topics you would like your significant other to look into into with you. And maybe you don't want to write down, please Google my anal cavity. Maybe you want to find a podcast episode about the male G-spot. And then you say, let's listen to this episode together. Or I want you to listen to this episode next time you're putting on your makeup or driving in the car without the children. Maybe this isn't homework and the sex homework is more of a coupon or a direction like, hey, next time we fuck, we're going to incorporate my favorite dildo, a penis sleeve, a cock ring. You could get creative with your homework or your challenges or your coupons or bucket list, whatever it may be. But this activity will allow you to come together and maybe ask some questions you wouldn't otherwise bring up on a Tuesday evening. It gives you an out, it gives you an in. And hell, maybe it'll even make you horny and you end up bucking each other at the end of the conversation or the game, whatever. I really have a lot of faith that some of y'all will make the best out of this situation. Maybe, maybe you can even encourage your spouse to check out the Patreon and y'all can use one of the dirty stories as some good old foreplay, just like it's intended for. If you're new here and you don't know what the Patreon is, I will put the link in the description notes. I upload two sexy stories twice a week. I actually recently had a patron just submitted today, actually, some erotica That He wrote. I will keep him anonymous. He will remain anonymous, but it will be exciting to read. So if any patrons have any stories, true or nonfiction or fiction, I can give him a little read ski. Some of the stories in the archive over there are true stories, believe it or not. So go check that out every Wednesday new stories, and every Monday is a new episode of the Horny Housewife podcast. I truly can't wait for next week's interview. I cannot fucking wait. It is going to be a bombshell episode. I know it. I know y'all are going to love it. I know y'all are going to fucking love it. So make sure you're subscribed because sometimes people are listening and they don't even realize that they have not clicked follow or subscribe on the show. Means so much to me if you leave a review, five stars, write a nice kind review on Apple podcast. Means the world helps a girl so, so fucking much. If you want merch, there is merch available. I will put the link in the description. You can find it on my social media. You can find it on my website. There's hoodies. There's a mug, such a cute little mug that says mildly toxic. There's an apron. If you're cookers, ladies, or men, I know there was a male listener that got one. You can get it in white or pink or blue. And it says, I'll cook dinner and this is dessert. And it points right to your genitals. I find it adorable. We've got THH podcast hoodies, pullovers. Check it out. You don't want to miss it. I hope everyone has a fabulous week and I will see you next week. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: plus.